what's up people so if you're tuning in on soundcloud before i get into any of the topics or start talking well i mean i guess i'm already talking but before i get into any of the topics please like this podcast i would greatly appreciate that um if you're watching this on youtube because i do post it on youtube after soundcloud soundcloud does get posted up quicker because it's like it's just the audio but um no well there's no video to it regardless but um you know take just youtube just takes longer um but if if you're listening to this on youtube hit that thumbs up and if you like what you're listening to or if you just like me or you like the stuff that i talk about um <laughs> please subscribe that also helps thank you oh and i'm i'm working on getting this podcast to itunes um We'll see how that goes, but um, it's been tricky for me to figure that out, but uh, I, I'm working on it. So um, without further ado, let's start talking about some geeky stuff. And um, I'm going to be talking about like a lot, like not in this podcast, but I mean like uh, I missed out like a week or two because I want this podcast. I wanted to make this podcast like a weekly thing probably every friday um but um you know i didn't i didn't get to it uh for two weeks for different very for different reasons but um so so i'm gonna do this podcast and another one following probably the next day so uh be on the lookout for that um two podcasts simultaneously back to back that won't be a normal thing I mean, I guess it depends, but, you know, I missed out on a lot of stuff that I wanted to talk about, so I'm going to do two podcasts. Um, uh, so, in this podcast, the uh, first topic that I want to talk about, um, you can obviously tell by the thumbnails what I'm going to be talking about, but first things first, Dragon Ball Super, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you guys don't know, Dragon Ball Super is the lead-up to Dragon Ball Z lead up to Dragon Ball, I mean, like, the the franchise, and if you guys aren't familiar with that, I mean, it'd be who of you not to be, because it's, like, 20 years of, you know, child, childhood, like, 20 years of, of, um, content, you know what I'm saying, like, it, it'd be kind of hard for you to say, you, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if you say you're not a fan, but everybody knows what Dragon Ball is, like, it's almost synonymous at this point with like anime just in general so it's like the most mainstream one i'd say but um no i'm a fan i love myself some dragon ball i mean like that was my childhood that was my gateway to anime manga whatever you want to call it japanese all that japanese stuff and uh yeah dragon ball super was announced like uh i think a year or two ago um, when uh, Kira Toriyama decided that he wanted to make an... I mean, we knew about it when um, the movie, if you guys aren't familiar, Battle of Gods released, I think, f three years... Man, I don't even know if it's been that long. I mean, it, it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but I mean, I, there's two movies out, but... The point is, there was, like, this lingering thing where, like, um, you know, Akira kept saying that maybe he wanted to do some more content. Maybe he wanted to tell some more stories... 
Um, so that was in the air, and um, here we are now. Dragon Ball Super is is big. Everybody's talking about it. Apparently, it's um, it's caused Dragon Ball to trend again. I guess. Um, but uh, you know, I was so I was watching it. Right. I'm. I'm. At this point, it's it's subtitled, and excuse me, it's subtitled by like fans because it's like only. Excuse me. It's only um available for Japanese audiences or you know that aspect of the that demograph demographic um and it's not in English. So and if it is, it's some bunk English. It's not like the uh, original English dub um, voice actors that everybody's so used to that I'm, that I'm used to. So um and it's hard for me to watch something and just read the subtitles because I'm I'm so I'm a visual dude. Um, that I focus so much on like the animation that it's just like hard for me to simultaneously read the I mean I know it's possible but I don't prefer it <laughs> I guess that's what I'm trying to say um, but no now it's officially coming to to the USA like the English dub actors are officially gonna be working on it um, a couple days ago I, two days ago actually yeah it was announced that they've I mean, Toonami's got it. Toonami from a, who that now moved to Adult Swim um, has got Dragon Ball Super, and they're going to air it next year, January seventh. And the interesting thing about this announcement was like we're all expecting, like, yeah, everybody's hyped, everybody's like happy that Dragon Ball Super is coming. At least I am, and you know, Dragon Ball fans are. But the double whammy of that it was like we're releasing that and. Remember Dragon Ball Z Kai, then that 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 remastered series that ran in Nickelodeon every Saturday morning. Yeah, that's coming back too. So they also announced that they're gonna do um, Dragon Ball Z Kai, the last arc, the Boo arc, um, and they're gonna remaster that. Uh, it's gonna be diff. I think it's gonna be difficult for them to do that, but they've decided to do that, and it's. I think. I, I might be wrong, but I think it's going to run simultaneously with Dragon Ball Super. So that's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I don't have that channel, so I don't have the fortune of watching these shows. Probably watch it online somewhere else. But um, I'm just happy. Like, Dragon Ball is still freaking relevant after 20 years. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. I didn't expect it to be this this le i mean you know when you're a kid you never know anything you don't know i mean you grow up and you 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 treasure treasure these things so much that it's just like nah it's like just for me and that's it and then you go out and you realize how many people like it actually affected and then you're just like dang like this is massive and um you know <clears throat> i think it's a big time big time because um right now like if you guys aren't aware um Mangas like mangakas, I guess that's what they call them. I'm sorry if <laughs> I mispronounced that or said it wrong. Um, but basically, the the creators of mangas, like the writers, the artists, like the the people who who create these stories, have a hard time getting some payday. Um, it's a very very difficult thing to get money from. I mean, you would ex you would think that since these are like like super worldwide loved um characters that they would get much more money 
much more equity, much more, you know, revenue is f- or whatever you want it, however you want to say it or slice it. But the reality is it's 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 not that simple um, because, it, you know, just getting your story out there is difficult enough. But then you have to, like, go through another production comp another company and, you know, sign a contract. And then when you sign that contract, it's almost like you're you're create you're 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 um, sending away all your stuff, I guess. And it's almost like you almost get nothing back, which sucks. I mean, it's different here in America because, I mean, you have like DC Comics, Marvel Comics, Image Comics, Dark Horse Comics, Valiant Comics. I mean, there's those product those companies are out there and it but they distribute it and they do things differently where like they pay their writers and their artists good money like if you were to talk to uh the previous writers of batman uh scott snyder greg capullo i'm pretty sure they give you some good generous amount of i mean they won't tell you how much they've made but i'm sure like it 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 would be a generous amount because i mean batman was the number one selling series like in uh 2004 it was like 2014 or 15 whenever they they announced those two people to work on the title i remember man and just in general artists for um american styled uh comic books get get paid a a lot i mean you get paid um you know uh by page you don't get like paid um you know like a dividend of the sales amount that like these manga writers are, are getting you get paid like straight up page by page what you're creating and so it's it's a lot more easier to live by i guess you know over here where it's like it's weird that it's so different you know you would expect it to be the same you expect the company to be but because it's like uh, the the series here in america are like more serialized they they have more running ongoing things where like they can they have the 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 um uh, what's the word they have the um exclusiveness to like switch out a writer let's say they don't like what the writer's writing but they appreciate the art or they want to keep that artist for whatever reason so they can um sign on a different writer and say you know what that other writer i'm sorry you you just weren't cutting the bill maybe you can go we can give you off this other other series or whatever but they they can do that whereas like mangas are so heavily relied on that certain creator um you know that things get i guess convoluted and a little bit difficult for them to get their pay apparently so weird that I, i went on that whole topic but the point of all that being <laughs> is that, um, you know, I stopped g- going back to Dragon Ball Super and, uh, you know, the English dub and all that stuff. Um, I was watching, like, the anime, and like I said, I couldn't keep up with it because I don't like watching it, watching anything that I, w- that's a different language that I don't understand, that I'm forced to read the subtitles. I just, I just can't do that. Um, and, uh you know, I was watching this and I was just like, it was during this, uh, uh, Golden Frieza arc where they like adapted, uh, the second Dragon Ball Z movie where it's like Resurrection of F where it's like one of the old villains, Frieza. If you don't know this, I mean, I'm going to be bummed out, but I mean, he comes back and like, 
it's the that whole arc that they did a whole arc on that and i was watching it by uh or when they did that um i mean i was watching it from the beginning but, but um i don't know the animation was not that great and because i already had already seen the movie and the movie was just animated so beautifully and it i mean the story for the movie didn't make i mean it just like stuff just happened <laughs> and i was expecting the series to kind of like um some like to explain it a lot better and to fix a lot of the plot holes that were there so i i wanted to see that but it was just i just i just couldn't get through it um i tried to watch a little bit of the newer arc and i was getting into that but then i was just like man i just can't i can't handle these subtitles you know i was like i, I i'm just gonna have to wait until they dub it and luckily now they're they're dubbing it but um but one of the th awesome things was that um this series like the series is going simultaneously like right now it's um excuse me it's going simultaneously with its um counterpart the manga which is created by toyotaro uh um um and is heavily 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 collaborated with the original creator with kira toriyama and this is why it's interesting and going back to like the whole comic book and equity and money stuff like that Akira Toriyama probably doesn't get paid as much as like comic book writers in America, but um, the whole like what's interesting about this is one that manga is so much better than the anime. It just is, and for my opinion, from like my viewpoint and like comparing the episodes that I watched and like the the um, chapters that I was reading is just a lot fluid, a lot better. Um, but um, this series isn't necessarily drawn or illustrated and per se written like um, page for page by Akira Toriyama. It's like Toriyotaro for sure. It's like he's working on it. And so that's interesting because Akira was able to say, you know what, I'm going to let the reins back. I don't need to work on this series forever. You know, like most manga people, like most manga artists do, which is not bad. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but you you, you can also like when you get to a certain age, you want to just sit back and say, you know what? The, I created this and I love it, but I can I mean, I can still like have it like be mine and like let it go. If that makes any sense, like right now what he's doing is like. He's giving Toriotario again, the guy working on the manga right now, um, you know, rough sketches. He's giving him layouts. He's letting him know this is what things need to be, how they need to look and stuff like that. But then he would give him like uh, like outlines, I guess, of the story and go be like, OK, well, you can change things here. Maybe go through here. And maybe this is going to be what's similar between the manga and the anime because this is going to flow through with the anime and all that stuff. And so that's kind of interesting because. You get into that collaborative process that a lot of the American comic book industry has with its um, editors, writers, artists, inkers, uh, you know, um, letterers. I mean, there's all that stuff. <clears throat> I think that needs to be implemented more into the manga world, into that Japanese like production, because um, I think that's that's when people would get paid a little bit more because you know the jobs would become va more valuable um but that's a different topic 
topic. Uh, I just wanted to bring that 180 and somehow like make it reasonable as to why I went on that like five minute rant about like money and stuff. <laughs> but anyways, uh, going back to Dragon Ball Super, I think this is just awesome. 20 years, 20 plus years and this thing is still going like a freaking freight train. It's still alive. People are still talking about it, you know. Um, and man, I just, I don't know when it's going to end, honestly. I don't know if it's ever going to end. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure, well, yeah, Akira, Akira Toriyama, the creator, did say he had an ending in mind. So I'm sure he's contemplating that ending and he's contemplated it before and he's already thinking about that. So I'm sure there's an ending, but it's just crazy because it's like, this is my, like, since I was, like, before I was born, it was out, and when I was born, you know, it got rerun, and I was, like, I grew up with this stuff, like, it's crazy, I, I don't know, I just didn't expect it to, like, last this long, I guess, so that's, that's, that's that, and that, I think that's awesome, and I cannot wait, and you guys should tune into that January 7th when it comes out, um, Dragon Ball Super game, the English dub, and if you guys are a fan of this or a fan of Dragon Ball and like Dragon Ball Super, I think you should. Uh, and if you're not following the, vo the English voice actor of Goku, Sean Shemmel, I think you're doing yourself a disservice because he. I think he. I think it's his pin tweet um, that he has. I don't know if it got tore down or anything, but because I know Funimation released a video like of uh, their English dub, like a, they they wanted to give us a little taste. Um, and that had to get torn down because of like, I don't know, some other promotional, you know, troubles and stuff like that. So, I mean, they took that down, but, um, Sean Schemmel, like he put, like he uploaded the video himself, I guess, because it's not, you know, linked with YouTube or anything. Um, and it's a little, it's a little like snippet of, he's like, what we've been working on. And it's just like, <laughs> and it's funny because it's like, him saying what we've been working on and he's doing like the voice for both of the characters i think that's kind of funny but um nah it's 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 some dope stuff it's some dope um content and i think you guys should definitely check it out if you're a fan so be sure to follow him on twitter i'm pretty sure it's just at sean shemmore just look him up it, he'll be there but um yeah that's that's that dragon ball super hyped for that Hyped, 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 hyped. <clears throat> so, oh, what's the second topic? I'm just totally forget. Oh, right, right. Wait, was it, is that the second? Sorry, guys. Horrible, horrible second podcast. Oh yeah, and the. By the way, that first, if you're listening to this and you you heard, like, my first podcast, like, for sure, like, if you listened through it entirely, I apologize. It was a very bad podcast. <laughs> or a very bad first podcast, the first episode to the podcast. But anyways, going back to the, I found, I've, I finally found my topics that I feel dumb for forgetting. But um, Young Justice is back. So Young Justice is getting a season three. And if you don't know... Young Justice is a Warner Brother, a Warner Brother animation TV sh anim like. Blah, 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 let me let me say that again. <laughs> it's a Warner Brothers animated TV show. Um, it's 
called the Unjustice. It's pretty much if you know who the Teen Titans are and like how they're like the sidekicks gone, like you know turning their becoming leaders and all that stuff. That's pretty much what the Unjustice is. It's like a tuned up version of Teen Titans. I mean, it has Teen Titans, some Teen Titans characters in it. So it's 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 pretty much that's pretty much what it is. It's Teen Titans called the Unjustice. It's it's what it is. But um, no, I mean, I remember. I remember back in high school, um, this this show was out like the first season, and um, it got a lot of people talking. I guess a lot of people were watching it. I didn't watch it, unfortunately. Um, one, I did, I didn't, I didn't have the channel. Two, I wasn't watching that much TV. Three, I wasn't in, informed about it. Sadly enough, I was too busy reading comic books. But anyways, <laughs> so it came out, and I mean, like. The first season, right away, like, off the bat, I, I remember watching it, and I was just like, this is weird. Like, it was a weird season. I, I'm not a huge fan of the first season, and, you know, I got through it because I was like, this is, I mean, it's different. So I, I, I watched it, and the animation was not horrible, so it was good. It, it wasn't visually displeasing, um, so I, I'm watching it, and I think, I think the issues I had with it was, like, one, the Joker that they made was terrible. I mean, horrible. I mean, there's no other way around it. That Joker sucked. And there was a lot of the villains that were just, like, goofy or just, like... But then there was a lot of cool stuff, like Dr. Fate. That was awesome. I love Dr. Fate. So uh, there's a lot of different stuff that, you know, it balanced out and all that good stuff. But season one didn't really, like, sell me, like, sell me hard on it. What sold me on it was season two when they started, like, continuing the story and they started like um they started talking about um because season one the whole like and i hate to spoil it like if you have spoilers if you guys have not seen either of the either the first season second season and just barely heard about the third season and are hyped i believe they're on netflix so be sure to check that out but um no the first season is pretty much like uh vandal savage is like pretty much creating the um um uh, why am i forgetting the name it's like on they're doing it on dc's legends of tomorrow right now oh um, it's not the crime syndicate it's like um legion of doom it's pretty much the legion of doom there you go it's like vando savage is like getting all these villains like cheetah from wonder woman bane and joker for the bat for batman Lex Luthor for Superman, like all these vil all these villains, Vandal Savage is going to, and he wants to create this team to 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 dominate the world and to like you know all that baddie you know stuff that that makes bad guys bad guys. So they're up against the Justice League, but Young Justice comes up and you know obviously they they help out and you're just in Justice League and a bunch of different stuff. A lot of stuff happened, but the point is. The first season had that, like, overlaying thing and just, like, shrugged in a little plot at the end that I just, you know, it was cool fan service, but it was just like, eh, eh, could have done better. And they did do better in the second season because the second season is so much better. So, so, so much better. Or at least, like, I enjoyed it so much more <clears throat> because um, what it is, it's, it's, it's pretty much about more about like the t-titans aspect of the story where like you know these 
original Young Justice members are now older, um, a bit more wiser, and like not really like Robin is now Nightwing, um, Magan is, I th- I think um, a lot older, but you know the point is that they're they've like grown up and now there's like newbies on the team blue blue beetle kid flash oh wait no kid flash was in the first one no, no, was blue beetle uh, uh, dick grayson was the first robin why am i for tim drake there you go tim drake's robin is there um oh zatanna dr fate's daughter is there and the, the, a whole bunch of other uh other forget the fish's name but the fish is there f- f- taking over aqualad's spot <coughs> And um, and no, no, it's 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 so much better because it's like they fix they. It just becomes a lot more interesting to watch because there's so much more going on, and the villain and it's it's not like. I think it's just the story too. It's like they're focusing on Blue Beetle, you know, or at least like that's part of mainly what they're focusing on is him and like his character development and all that st- all that stuff, which is which was dope, and I that's the reason why i enjoyed the season i think is because this is a new character and most people don't know like what blue beetle where he came from like what his origin is and all that stuff so there's that <clears throat> but also i think it's like the conclusion to it was a lot better than the first season way better way 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 better because um there was actually like there was weight to it and there was actually meaning and the the point is like see, now that there's a season three season one didn't get me as hyped as season two did season two did what season two did was sell me on the whole premise of the young justice so so that that's what is getting me hyped enough to talk about now young justice season three which i really really want to talk about because of the ending of the Justice season two which left a lot of questions and um made fans want to get a lot more answers as to what's going to happen where where are these characters going to go and how is there's so many unresolved problems i guess or like questions and stuff that people want to know and um so I'm excited for Young Justice Season Three to do that, but um, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. So if you're listening to this and you you have not watched Young Justice Season Two, I think you can pause this and or like skip a little bit further because I'm gonna go into a little spoiler in order to talk about what I think Young Justice Season Three might 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 give us. Um, so at the ending of Young Justice Season Three, um, there's this little 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 end end scene right where because vandal savage is still on out on his search and he still hasn't like wrecked the planet i guess like there still hasn't been like a huge resurgence of the villains and all that stuff because they've been busy with blue beetle so this is just a reminder of the overlapping story i guess that's that's woven into the first and second season (coughs) excuse me of vandal savage getting more villains and this villain that he gets at the ending is what gets me hyped and makes me go like wow you gotta be kidding me there's no season three yo (laughs) come on you can't do that to us and the villain he talks to 
or the villain he meets with is none other than the big baddie himself, Darkseid. So, if you guys don't know, Darkseid is, like, you know, part of the new gods, you know, planet Apocalypse, and uh, all those demigods, all those characters that Jack, Kir Jack Kirby, Jack King Kirby created himself when he decided to re um, re-immerse himself in the DC Universe. And he's most notably now, now known for, or forever known for, to be the uh, Superman's most formidable en en enemy because, other than Doomsday, of course, because he's like, he's just a constant threat, you know, not just to Superman, like, he's a huge, huge threat to the Justice League, which is, you know, what makes him such a great villain. <clears throat> Plus, he's not just like a throwaway villain, he's not like a villain that you just put up against the, the, the good guys so that they can look good. Like he's, he's more than that. So he's very interesting, and and the, I guess it's just like he's the type of villain that's like I don't know, like like the whole idea of Vandal Savage going to him. I was just like, dude, you gotta watch it because this boy could kill you. He could murk you, like straight up. <laughs> like Dark Side is just that powerful. So I I think that's what made it a, a lot. Like it's gonna change the the weight of the show a lot more for season three, depending on how they go for it. Especially because of what Wally or um yeah, what Wally did on in season two. Um, at the ending where he just like you know decided to go all freaking superhero. <laughs> no pun. No, I hate to. Um, sound all, uh, uh, you know, I can't think of the word, but anyways, he like sacrifices himself, spoiler again, but no, the point is, it's like, there's so much things that, you know, they, they can talk about. And I mean, sacrifices technically, but <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's so much there for the injustice three to resolve. And especially because I want to see dark side wreck the young justice i just do and i want to see the justice league come in and be like you guys thought you we thought you were capable but apparently you're not so there's a lot to be that that that's interesting and so so awesome about the injustice now that gets me so hyped for season three so with that i, I with that being said let's move on to the next topic which was the final topic of this podcast <coughs> which is um dumbledore dumble dumble dumbledore and who should play dumbledore in fantastic in the fantastic beasts world um so if you guys aren't familiar the fantastic beasts and where to find them film came out this november and um got a lot of people talking again of the wizarding world um, but, um, the interesting is, thing is, like, I watched this movie, and I plan on doing a review on it, I still haven't uploaded one, but I plan on doing it, um, but, um, so I, I, I kind of want to get into, I mean, this is a topic that I can't talk about without getting into spoilers for the film, so, again, spoiler-heavy podcast, <laughs> so, Fantastic Beasts, um, is are the prequels to Harry Potter or the Harry Potter world 
the Harry Potter mythos. Not necessarily Harry Potter's character in general, but just like that world. Um, and the interesting thing about Fantastic Beasts is because it's it's, it's centered kind of, I said kind of because it's like loosely centered around the beasts and around, um, you know, their involvement and their 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 presence in the magical world, I guess. Ouch. Somebody going in there. Anyways, um So they really they announced that Dumbledore himself uh, I'm moving this stuff. Dumbledore himself is going to appear in one of the movies for Fantastic Beasts. What time is it? So he's going <laughs> He's going to appear in one of the movies for Fantastic Beasts, and um, which is big, because in the movie Fantastic Beasts, um, Newt Scamander, the main character, who I'm sure we're going to be seeing again in another film, is um, he's Dumbledore's um, one of Dumbledore's prodigies per se. Like he's one of Dumbledore's uh, uh, um, apprentices, like who he looks to as his, the next possible greatest wizard. Um, one of those, of course, we know in the future to be Harry, but, um, anyways, the point of all that is that, um, in Fantastic Beasts, there is a reveal at the end who, what, that I'm not going to, uh, uh, I, I mean, I guess I already said that it's spoiler heavy, so I guess I shouldn't really trip, but, um, at the end, they 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 announce who the big baddie is, or like, um, you know, I guess the Voldemort of the series is, which um, is Gellert Grindelwald. So if you guys aren't familiar, and I'm going a little bit too geeky here, Gellert Grindelwald is pretty much Albus Dumbledore's bestie, or was before they like sort of like parted ways and became like frenemies i guess whatever you want to call it <laughs> but the point is like that's what fantastic beast the whole like i guess the, the all the films that they're going to be making there is going to be surrounded behind behind is dumbledore and grindelwald and their battle which is known in the wizarding world as the greatest w wizarding match held apparently ever so that's pretty big so Gellert Grindelwald, played by none other than Johnny Depp, is um, revealed in this film, the first film, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. <clears throat> and he's, well, I mean, I guess the interesting thing is he's like, he's he's stronger than Voldemort, I, th I, th I think, because like, um, if you guys haven't seen the Harry Potter films, and if you're not a Harry Potter like fanatic, um, in the la one of the last films, I, I don't remember if it was uh, there. There's a two part. The Deathly Hollows had two parts, so it was like I don't remember if it was the seventh film or the eighth film, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was the seventh, where um, Voldemort visits 
Grindelwald because, um, you know, he wants to know where a bunch of like plot stuff. But the point is like when he meets him, it's not like it's not like, oh, I'm here to tell or like it's it's not very, you know, where Voldemort like I guess is very like alpha, you know, like it's more of like Voldemort gets there. And he, like, almost meets his equal, if not his predecessor. Like, like his greater, greater, greater predecessor in Grindelwald. And that was, was what was interesting, was struck me, struck me about that, that, that scene where I was like, so that's, that's Gellert Grindelwald, and he's not afraid of Voldemort. If anything, he thinks it's kind of funny what he's doing, or, like, childish. Which is interesting that t- that tells a lot about his character in just that one scene, because it's just like this is a guy you don't want to mess with, because this is a guy who truly is dark. Like if he finds that playful and it was like, oh Voldemort, ha ha ha, that what a child. Imagine when like he did back in his prime days, back when he like decided himself to look for the Deathly Hollows before, or the Hallcruxes before, or. Yeah, the Deathly Hollows before Voldemort and how that affected Dumbledore and all that stuff. So I think I'm getting a little bit caught up with the story. <laughs> but the fast forwarding, the point is Dumbledore's going to be in the films and I guess they're looking for a their Dumbledore, which is like the younger Dumbledore, because like I'm pretty sure the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is set like 70 years before Harry Potter. Ah, crap. I don't feel like fact-checking that right now, but it's like 70 or... It's it's a long time, and I mean, Dumbledore's existed for a, a while in the, in the Harry Potter universe, so... I mean, he's an old dude. Old dude. So, it's going to be interesting because how young are they going to go and, like... Like, who who are they going to pick? That's the biggest question I have. It's like, who's going to be Dumbledore? Because, like, I I have some, like, I have three choices. Or, like, three decisions to that I would make. That would be like, okay, this would make sense. That would make sense. That would make sense. First one being, if they go a little bit younger, like, if they want him to look a little bit younger than, you know, obviously his huge older self in the grand Harry Potter films, then... I think an actor who's great, who would take up the mantle, who would do a fantastic job, no pun intended, would probably be James McAvoy. I think James McAvoy would be a dope Dumbledore, a dope younger Dumbledore. He has that nose, he looks a little bit like him, and he's a great actor. Sorry, I heard something. <laughs> Pretty sure my dad's. Anyways, so what was I talking about? Man, this is another horrible part. <laughs> I'm sorry for the long pauses and horrible podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by. No, I'm just saying. Um. No, yeah, James McAvoy. There you go. James McAvoy, I think, would be great. A great, great, great Dumbledore. Because I mean, like, why not? I mean. He's already played Professor X. It's kind of almost the same thing. (laughs) 
so my second choice would then be Michael Gambone, who, you know, played Dumbledore for the rest of the Harry Potter films. I think he'd do a great job. I, I think that, that, that um, with the technology that we have today, you can almost, like, recreate his face and make him younger. You can take off some of those wrinkles and make him look like he's a dapper young fella. Just like they did with Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War. I mean, like... Or like uh, Michael Douglas in Ant-Man, they did a fantastic job making him look younger. So I think that that's a that's definitely a possibility if they don't like know where else to go. Michael Gambone just recast him, make him look younger with CGI. Why not? Um, that would make sense. That would make sense for me. Um, and I guess the third and last choice would be uh, I, I, I'm blinking out, but um. Uh, I gotta fact check this one because I, I'm blanking out on the name, blanking out on who I was talking about. Oh yeah, the original Dumbledore. Oh yeah, 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 the original Dumbledore, Richard Harris, who played in the first two films, directed by Christopher Columbus. Um, I think like there's so many people that love that Dumbledore, that love that version of Dumbledore, and it's like that's my Dumbledore. Um. And, you know, it makes sense because he's a, he was a great Dumbledore, a very heartwarming Dumbledore that carried a lot of um, sp spiritual weight, I guess. Uh, that sounded kind of corn. But he was just a great Dumbledore before he passed. Rest in peace, R.I.P. But, you know, one of his sons who looks just like him and is an actor by the name of Jared Harris, I think he would be... A fantastic Dumbledore. I don't remember where I saw this or where I heard this, but I saw someone talk about it online. It was on a different show, a different YouTube show. I'm sorry. I don't remember. But they mentioned it. Like, they said, why not Jared Harris? He looks just like him. And I completely agree. I mean, like, he's... If they wanted to go old, younger, but not look too young, and, like, in the, I guess, 40s or 50s range, whatever, don't... I guess not... I guess if they want to make him look young, but not at his death deathbed type of, type of old, then Jared Harris is, I think, at the perfect age right now. He again, like he looks just like the original Dumbledore in in the first two films. I mean, he's Richard Harris's son. I mean, how good? Like right now, um, Max Landis is doing a is remaking, um, you know. Um, the Amer uh, uh, that werewolf movie, uh, which was directed by John Landis, and he's gonna re—I don't know if it's a reboot or whatever—but that the random, t random topic that I'm bringing up because I think it would be great for Jared Harris to inherit, much like Mac Land Max Landis with John Landis in um, that werewolf film that I'm totally blinking out on and I don't remember, which is a horror film. But the point is. I think that would be awesome for another son to inherit his his father's, you know, work and do it in a way that <clears throat> remembers his father and almost like respects what he did and brings that, you know, heart and uh, does a graceful job with it because, again, this is his son. So I think that would be great. So I think for the question who should play Dumbledore in the Fantastic Beasts um, new uh, films 
I think A, James McAvoy, I mean, like, why not? He's already played, um, I think, split uh, split personalities and split. I'm, I'm, he's a fantastic actor, fantastic actor. So why not him? But if you don't want to go too young, and if he looks too, way too young, go Jared Harris, baby, because Jared Harris is... Um, is, 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 oh, yeah, is Richard Harris's son. So they look damn near alike, so why not? Jared Harris, he's a, he's an actor. Call him up. Be like, yo, you want to play Dumbledore just like your father did? <laughs> Maybe that's not how the call would go. But anyways, that or just like take the easy route and re recast uh, Michael Gambone and just uh, facially reconstruct him and make him look a little bit younger with CGI. So all those three, three options are a possibility. And I would not be mad with either of them. So that's it, folks. 45 minutes, a lot less than my other other podcast. <clears throat> I actually thought I was going to go a lot, a lot longer. I thought I was going to take like an hour or something, but I guess I didn't. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for listening again, um, tuning in. Again, there's going to be another podcast probably the day after this one so be sure to be on the lookout for that a lot of info to talk about so thank you again if you listen you've listening and be sure to like on all the platforms soundcloud and youtube right now subscribe to my youtube channel follow me on soundcloud like my soundcloud um yeah working to get this on you on itunes um uh, i don't know if i won't plug anything but but yeah, thank you for geeking out with me again on epi- episode two. And um, I'll see you guys the next time.